Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Triple Takeover Toycast, a fortnightly podcast about Transformers as well as other modern and vintage toy lines occasionally. When six little robots come together and one becomes the arse, something magical happens. <laughs> Joining me to complete our combined form are my two co-hosts. First, a man whose breakfast seemingly comes blind-packed. It's Six Liam from Toybox Soapbox. What ho? <laughs> <laughs> Should we wait for him? I'll let him go. Alongside him, it's Transformers Operation Completion himself. It's 660 from 60. <laughs> My mass from TF Square One. Do you mind? As beautifully packaged as Japanese exclusive gift sets, this week's episode is about the joy of six. Yes, we're doing Transformers Micromaster Six Combiners. Lads, should we get on with the ceremony? Are you saying we should talk about six, baby? <laughs> Love six intelligence. Let's do it. Man, that intro was something else. Gosh, that, that right. really got me. That got me. I hadn't even thought about the the whole ass thing. That, honestly, in any kind of mental prep I'd done for this episode, at no point had I considered the whole the whole fact that there's a robot that becomes the ass in every oh, case. Neither <laughs> did Takara, by the look of things. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Got it out of the way Just, early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just right in there, isn't it? Right in there at the deep end, as it were. Wow, you really went for it. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Not too bad. I'm really okay. So, how about yourself? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Cannot complain. Mustn't grumble. No, indeed. Indeed. Well, you've got your, your new philosophy going on, don't you? Are we going to talk about that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are we not? Okay, yeah. I, I'm no longer going to be the old man. I'm uh, I'm going to embrace my, my youth because I'm still young, right? I collect you toys. You're still young. I can't be that old. Well, you're only a year or was it a year or two older than me. So, yeah, yeah you can't be old. You're a bunch of young lads. Yes, definitely still young. Liam's still clinging onto his 30s there. Like, you know. <laughs> I'll never age. I'm not leaving him. Yeah, the last few months of it. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Just perpetually 39 from it's now a forever on. forever decade. That's what it yeah. is. Have you even shaved for this episode? I, I thought you looked pretty swish, actually. You look yeah. pretty spiffy. Yeah, thanks, man. The, the effort is appreciated. Yeah. Um, and speaking of which, there's a correction we have to make, isn't there? Oh, mate. Do you know what? I'd actually completely forgotten about uh, that. I'm, well. I'm owning this one. I'm owning this one. You could have just not mentioned it and it would have been fine. But no. you are right. It's a correction of a correction, actually, isn't it? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. That's, uh, that's proper correctile stuff, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so this all relates back to... This is the quilter story, of course, right? Right. Those infamous quilters again. Do, do you want me to explain? You might as well. Oh. <laughs> Well, I feel bad now because now you've brought it up. I feel like I'm just rubbing it in or something. But um, sure, they would have been up for that as well. I was going to say maybe they're up for that too. Poor choice of words. But yeah, basically, the, there was some debate, wasn't there? I brought up a story about this was like two or three episodes ago about uh, some quilters that we met in a lift at TFN, and they were very friendly. I think it was 2017. They were very friendly, and in the lift, they turned to. Me and Maz, but one of us in particular, they winked at and said they were up for anything. Wink. And I do mean anything. And uh, the, I had said it was Maz that they winked at in the lift. And then you went on record in the previous episode and said, uh, no, other people have verified that it was in fact 6-0 right. that, they, that they winked at. And since then, I can't believe the detective work. This, I want to say that this was not me. But other other people in our friendship group that are all on like this shared thread or whatever have gone back in time through I don't know how many messages and unearthed previous uh, details, shall we say, that confirm that in fact it 
it was Maz what was winked at. Uh, is yeah. that fair to say? Uh, it turned. I mean, I couldn't lie. The screen caps were right there. I had to accept the fact that I just got that one wrong. Yeah, but hey, I'm flattered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll take it. It was a fl- it was a flattering thing. They were, they were up for anything, and you you were the anything they were up for. I guess. I, I want that on my headstone. It's your motto, right? Well, I'm I'm pleased to have that corrected. I feel slightly bad now. I was all up for initially when when we discovered it. I was like, oh, just wait. Honestly, just wait for the next <laughs> recording. I'm gonna gonna twist this one in i'm gonna you know all of that and then and then you brought it up like yep fair cop i was a bit like oh that's that's the wind out of my sails then i'm all about a good deflation no comment mate don't tell the quilters that yeah (laughs) anyway look quilter stories aside let's get on with the show and the big news tonight is that we do have a new sponsor on board don't we gentlemen Absolutely. Very, very exciting. Yay. So, drumroll, please. It is kapowtoys.co.uk. Thank you very much to them for uh, sponsoring the pod. They have listened to it before, so they do know what they're up for, which is always good to hear. Uh, we had, uh, well, it was lovely to see them at TFN, just gone, and uh, had a, a wicked display on there as well, and hopefully they had a good weekend. And uh, yeah, indeed, we've uh, we, they've agreed that they want to sponsor us, which is fantastic. So that is in addition to TF Source. So it's two sponsors now. Uh, so we will be talking about both of them in the middle of the pod as normal, but you can check them out now at kapowtoys.co.uk. Uh, so they are more of a UK-based uh, supplier, obviously, uh, you know, Transformers, but lots of other toy lines as well. Uh, they do do uh, various European countries also, not the whole of Europe, I don't think, but you can see their website for, for where they cover. Um, but, you know, obviously very well known in the UK. And then TF Source, obviously a big American company, as you, as you may know. So we feel it's a really good compliment between those two. And we're dead excited to have them, them both on board. Uh, it's it's know, the dream, very, very as far as I'm concerned. The, We've got the really best is. of both sides of the pond, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. That's absolutely brilliant. I could not have, this is, I think, what we would have set out for. If you told us this uh, this time last year, I think we'd have been absolutely thrilled with it. Yeah, I'm stoked, mate. Honestly, absolutely stoked with that. And to add to the to the good feeling and the good news, our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash triple takeover. Uh, as you may know, because we mentioned it on, on social media now, and we uh, we brought it up at TF Nation as well, and I think a little bit in the last episode as well, we now have a new tier. So our new top tier is Gold Box Classics, and we have been treating them to exclusive mini-series content in addition to the mini-search they get every fortnight. So they're getting weekly exclusive content. Uh, and we've done 6.0 reads uh, more than meets the eye, and we discuss the issues of that that he's, um, that he's read for us in his delightful voice. No, that's not really how it goes. And we've also done my discovery of <laughs> Unicron Trilogy toys. So um, it's the rolling back of years of ignorance there for both of us. In, in yeah, some that's respect. fair. I'll take that on the chin. That is entirely fair and warranted. So those are live, you know, if you want to sign up and get that kind of content, it's right there waiting for you. And of course, uh, under that, we've got Six O's Butlers, which is now available at a lower price than ever. We've reduced the price of that and you still get the episodes. Yep, absolutely. You still get all the perks, like being able to ask a question on the pod. You get the shout out just like you do at the high level. And we have a new tier, which is Inner Beast, which replaces Rats and Cats. You can ask a question, vote in episode polls. And of course, these top three tiers that we've just mentioned have access to our brand new Discord server. And uh, we've sent out the invites to everyone who's signed up and must admit the response has been incredible. It's just been ludicrous how many people have piled in there. Obviously, loads at the start. But every day we check in there and there's, you know, well, if I log in in the morning, um, it takes me ages to catch up with with what (laughs) I've missed. And uh, it's it's lovely community there that's forming. We chat about toys, comics. We've even got like John Pearl doing lovely upscaled versions of Transformers cartoons, which are in fantastic quality. Well worth watch- checking out. 
Right, exactly. Uh, we've got, you know, people are posting news on there that they see all over. Uh, for example, Puma the Hero is constantly harassing me with great robot-based stuff on Diaclone <laughs> at the moment, which is much appreciated. And it's you just love started, it. Yeah, and we've got our own like little GBC and Butler exclusive chat as well. Uh, we talk about the episodes on there. They, they get to directly ask us about toys, and we can talk to them. It's just a wonderful community. We even got like a buy-sell trade forum going where some yeah. deals have been done already as well. It's fantastic. I sold, I sold a couple of toys on there. Yeah. Believe it or not, it's not a very nice brainstorm, a very nice G1 red bumblebee. Of course he's made money from this already. <laughs> the real reason Discord exists. <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah, of course he's, he's cashed in immediately. Get him in through the door with the pods yeah. and then, then, you know, rinse them. That's, that was my plan all along. That was it. Not really. Uh, but yeah, you guys have got to check it out. It's, um, it's become our go-to place for Transformers hanging out. Um, oh, it's great. And I know that some people have, have like abandoned certain social media platforms to hang out on our Discord instead. And it's been wonderful. Thank you to all of you who have signed up and just brought the good vibes. It's a fantastic place to hang out. Thank you. And also thank you to our Apologetic Ramps and, of course, our man, men in pig, man in pig, persons in pigs, uh, for you know for all the lovely support. And, of course, you get early access with man in pig tier and you might be listening to this one week early. So patreon.com forward slash triple takeover. It's never been better. Not an exaggeration. I think, for, just quickly for me, well, the one thing on the Discord that I think is maybe quite exciting, I don't know, from my perspective, is that we do share a lot more kind of behind-the-scenes stuff with, with the people on there as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, frequently we will share little nods about what we're up to or whatever, and that's quite fun. Uh, and there is, of course, the the exclusive now benefit of getting daily updates on Liam's Breakfast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Liam's breakfast <laughs> channel that is a thing indeed yeah. it's it's I mean that's the real perk isn't it that's yeah. ultimately what the content that people are after come see how many mini cheddars one person can eat right indeed <laughs> at once is that what it was today was it mini cheddars today I didn't have any breakfast today I'm afraid that was why there was no update I was too busy at work but once I got to lunch te- I suppose technically my breakfast was a big bag of hula hoops so. <laughs> oh mate on brand <laughs> yeah dear oh dear crazy days so and if you want to support us further and you know look dapper doing it you can find a range of Triple Takeover themed designs at our Redbubble store. Basically, anything Redbubble can slap a picture on, you can ha- <laughs> you can get at redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash Triple Takeover forward slash explore. 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 <laughs> and also, all of our GBCs have been getting their free merch gifts and posting them on social. Mm. So a whole bunch of people yeah. have some really swish-looking gold Autobot Triple Takeover logos on mugs, magnets, and postcards and stuff and they've been posting them so that could be you yeah it's dead exciting man dead exciting some some quality stuff going on it really feels like we're in a i don't know just a, a very interesting place at the moment with everything that's going on doesn't it mm. yeah i'll try not to get us cancelled yeah please do if you could just try. say nothing too offensive yeah. that would be wonderful Right, so we are speaking today about transformers micromaster 6 combiners not to be confused with what the Hasbro Vintage line did and called MicroMaster Combiners, which were just vehicles that connected together and made a combined longer vehicle. These are actual legit teams of six MicroMasters that form a combined robot, uh, such as six builder, six liner, six train, six wing, and six turbo. Now, these were originally released by Takara exclusively in Japan. The first one was Six Liner as part of Transformers Battlestars, The Return of Convoy, and that was in 1991. But it was 1992 where these really came 
on song and we got the rest of them in lovely gift set boxes with gorgeous artwork as part of Transformers Operation Combination. So that was the vintage part of it. And then, of course, we had them as reissues through Takara as blind boxes. And we also got them in Hasbro. And I think they came out in Universe as well as Energon, didn't they? Single carded. Uh, they did, yeah. They did indeed. So, yeah, all individual releases, which was which was quite um, unusual in a way, but very cool to see. Um, and uh, actually, I must admit, I was meaning to look up and see how many variants of these things there must be now. But it's essentially four designs, isn't it? Four molds, um, but s- spread out across so many different releases. Yeah. And the reissues were, I think, 2002 from Takara yes. and 2003 and four for Hasbro over that period of time. Yeah, I think some of the Takara ones were 2003, actually. They, they went over into 2003. Must have done, Must have done yeah. yeah. Absolutely. They, they didn't all happen at once, certainly. So so do we all own at least one of these things? Yeah, couple. We had to enable you, though, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, it took this podcast for me to actually get around to buying them. I was never that interested, but they're quite lovely little things. Which ones do you have now, then, Liam? Uh, car guy, that's... Uh, got an ambulance in it, that guy. The one that's lots of aeroplanes, which I'm assuming is Superion. So, yeah, you've got the, the Hasbro Superion. And Devastator, that one I know. Right, yeah, yeah. Because it's sure, green sure. and purple. It can only be called Devastator. So I think you've, if you've got... The first one is six turbo, but I think yeah. it's, if you've got the Hasbro one, it'll be Defensor, yeah, isn't Universe it? Defensor, yeah. isn't it? I figured yeah. they all had the G1 names, didn't they? Yeah, it's quite hard to keep up with the names of them all, actually. I only ever think of them by their Takara names, just because... That's just how I think of them, I guess. And like I so I do sort of struggle a bit sometimes with what some of the Hasbro ones are called uh, individually or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like because of the aerial bot set. Blatant sixism going on there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, I'm all up for a bit of sixism, honestly. But um, do you guys remember when you first heard of these toys, when you first discovered them? Yeah, I remember seeing them uh, when they were released uh, in like Toys R Us and places like that, the oh. Hasbro versions. And they didn't really register for me at the time. I remember looking at them. Because I think the first ones I saw were the, the the car ones. There we go, the ambulance. The things. I remember just looking at them going, ah, it's just the same sort of usual cars. There's nothing that really stood out. As I've grown older, I appreciate them now. But you were Transform- Transforms collector at the time, though, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I was picking up bits and bobs, but that was the first time I think I, I saw them. Because I remember them being in like a traveling man and places like that. And they didn't uh, they didn't appeal to you even as MicroMasters? Did you know they no, were no. MicroMasters? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was a big fan of MicroMasters, but just look at them because there was nothing that I don't know, nothing that really stood out about them because there was like a, just a normal police car, a, a ambulance stuff like that. It was nothing like unique. Where I looked at them, wow, that's a cool looking, you know, vehicle or something interesting. It was very much stuff you'd already seen because we were not long past the spy changes as well, so we'd already had small little vehicles that are all very similar to this, but bigger. At the time, I kind of sk- I really skipped over them, but then I regretted it years later. I mean, it's interesting to hear. I guess looking at it from the perspective of just as individual toys, yeah, it's like an ambulance, a fire truck, a police car. Do you know what I mean? They're all things that we've had as micromasters previously. Um, not the trains and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's uh, that's unique. Um, but and then you know, six wing is just a load of jets, isn't it? Just a load yeah. of planes or superior, if you will, and a shuttle, so and a helicopter. Yeah, true, 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 true. Um, so there is some unique stuff in there. But yeah, I can see why, like, particularly the, with Six Turbo, I could see that, yeah, they're more kind of traditional MicroMaster vehicle forms, aren't they? Yeah. So as individual toys, yeah, maybe I could But, but even, that. like, the traditional MicroMasters, we'd had, like, the tank ones, you know, the different squads and stuff. And that's... Yeah. But it wasn't that far removed. So seeing those, it's just like, oh, it's the same old Autobot vehicles you've seen a million times before, rather than it being, like, groups of really random... Uh, weaponry and stuff like that like they'd gone to or beasts 
Micromaster Beast. Imagine that. Yeah. Like a little woolly mammoth or a, or a little penguin. Oh, man. Yeah. Imagine it. And if, if they combined. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'd be so up for that. And one of them would be yeah, the arse. A, a tiny penguin. Yeah. <laughs> a, t- a tiny penguin. A, a tiny yeah. penguin. A tiny penguin, yeah. It's yeah. the arse. Yeah. Brilliant. Why has that never been made? Why has it never come up on this on this podcast? I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, it just never has, is it? Tiny Penguin, no. Where did you first hear about them, Sixer? Did you first hear about the reissues I, or, or the vintage? Yeah, I, I think, I don't know, to be honest. They, they, I've got to admit, the Hasbro versions just skipped me by until really a lot later. I don't recall seeing them in the shops at the time. That was not a thing for me. Um, I think at some point I'd read about or become aware of the original releases, um, you know, from Operation Combination and what have you. But that was always just in the sort of sphere of Japanese stuff that just felt a bit too legendary. Do you know what I mean? Like I would never own stuff like that, surely. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously now, I don't I mean, I don't own any of the original versions. I've only got the reissues. But it, it feels more accessible now, some of those toys, obviously. But yeah, the the 92 stuff was probably the, but not in 92, just still later, but just reading about them. That was probably my first exposure to them. And then I think when I really got back into collecting G1 was when I properly sat down and looked at the reissues and was like, huh, these are actually really cool and uh, love them. Absolutely love them. I've got all the reissues now um, and I have... Uh, not all the Hasbro versions because I don't have the Hasbro Devastator, and obviously I don't have the Hasbro ones of like the ones that are the same. Mm. But I've got I've got the Hasbro Superion, for example, um, and I've got all the Chase ones as well. And at some point, I may even consider getting like a vintage Six Wing because it's so different. Vintage Six Builder is different too. Yeah, that's true. It's got white is, vehicles yeah. instead yeah, of the, like, colors. the yellow. Yeah, really, really nice looking. Yeah, I would definitely consider that, but um, they've they've kind of peaked up a bit, haven't they, in terms of price and stuff as well, though. So. I was going to say, um, my introduction to them was from reading about Japanese Transformers, and I think I knew about them before the reissues came out, and uh, I owned them, I think, before the reissues came out, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the first one I owned was Six Liner, out of Operation, uh, out of Battle Stars, actually, from 1991. And it was a train gift set, and it was Japanese exclusive, and they were much more available at the time. I remember not paying, I don't think I even paid £100 for my unused six-liner, which is nuts. Mm, I remember putting it in my scanner at the time, because I had a scanner, and that's how I did the photos for my article. And having a little bullet train MicroMaster was the height of novelty, and that was exactly what got me into it, was the train combiners. That's what I wanted more than anything. And I had a few of those gift set boxes. And let's talk about the Japanese line first, because there's a lot yeah. about the Japanese releases that still a lot of collectors don't know. They know them through the Hasbro releases and then the reissues from Takara and the blind boxes and the chase. And I don't think uh, I'm tooting too loud a horn here to say that they probably, a number of collectors know them through our photographs because we share them on social media and then people are regularly asking, who's that? Where did you get that? What is that? And you know, the originals did come out decades ago Beautiful gift set boxes, and they were numbered like TF05, TF04, stuff like that. They came out alongside the Turbo Masters and Predators, actually, in Japan. Mm. And, of course, the Bruticus and Defensor repaints, Battle Gaia and Garth City. Great line, if you think about it. What an amazing, amazing bunch line. of things that came Just out in Operation Combination. Quite, quite random in its way from our perspective, because you're seeing stuff that we know from different sources. Like, you know, if you know these six combiners through the reissues which was just called the MicroMaster line, hmm. then that's one thing. And you might know the Turbo Masters 
as turbine masters and you might know um uh bruticus, you know, Gosh, bruticus example City, yeah. yeah so it's all kind of different things but all kind of meshed into one just random line and it's just so good i really love operation combination honestly it's like a lineup um and i would love to get like a battle card but that's just ridiculous but i mean you guys have seen the gift set boxes for these micromasters right the original oh, vintage yeah. if you haven't seen the artwork for these toys they are so beautifully laid out a gorgeous massive piece of artwork and obviously they're tiny boxes because you're talking like six micromasters in a box and you're never quite prepared for how small they are but they are teeny and then the back of it it's just this massive diorama of six combiners and trains and planes and all sorts of stuff. It's just gorgeous. And all the paperwork from it was really standout too. And they had stickers, of course. So you don't get a lot of MicroMaster teeny ones with stickers. Obviously, like Skystalker and stuff does have stickers. But these all had stickers and teeny weeny little sticker sheets, including, um, well, that's the thing. They didn't just combine, did they? They came with combiner parts. Yes. So you'd get pants. You'd get a head. You'd get a torso. <laughs> Feet, yeah. Hands. Hands, yeah, exactly. And then you just sort of clip everything together and one of them ends up forgotten on the arse. It's it's major parts forming, let's be fair. Co- combining is a very loose term. It's more like right. attaching some, yeah. hanging something from a coat hanger. It's more appropriate. <laughs> yeah, one of them is basically like that, isn't it? It's like one yeah. little peg sort of swings from it. Yeah. I must admit, when I first got a set, I was like, oh, okay, this is how it all works. It was kind of intriguing. And then there is the arse thing where you're like, how, how does this... Because the arse bot is never clear is it it's never obvious really? how it's supposed to kind Especially of not with the fit in no no the, the instructions are not clear on they don't really focus on the ass as such they're just kind of just whatever do you know what i mean that here are the five that matter and then the other lad you just shove him up behind somewhere and or not because i mean who would know right that's the thing the, the fifth the sixth one actually is is not that essential you could just have it as a set of five and it would be fine uh, it is weird. It's just literally one as as the storage. Bump. It's all. It's just storage. One of them gets stored. Yeah, it doesn't feel really thought out though, does it? Like because there's six of them. Like there's very specifically six of each, but then the sixth member has no real <laughs> purpose in the command. It's even in the name. <laughs> yeah, that's really odd. It is an odd one. I remember the first time I saw them, and I remember seeing the picture of the combined form, and then seeing the parts, and being quite disappointed. Then looking them up and finding out what they were, and being like, "The robots look cool, but they are just pegging on and being quite disappointed." But then mm. handling one, not long after, I was like, oh, it's actually, but it forms a cool looking robot. It's just with a turning head, which is kind of yeah. rare for G One. You know, that was a little bit of articulation. Some of them you can turn the feet out as well, so they look really good to pose. Maybe a little bit of um, false advertising and like in my yeah. photographs I always have them with a the turned head it's like oh it's articulated that's no, not I think at first there was always like a slight disappointment because there's no you know we talked about it before like uh, the magic of something transforming and I always remember that from the combiners even like the sort of crap ones there's still something quite fun about unfolding heads or bits of pieces mm. and stuff like that whereas with this the head's already on the body's there you are just pegging bits and it's I don't know, it kind of felt like it lacked that combination. There's no magic to the combination whatsoever. It just looks cool once it's done, but there's no... Yeah. i got, I got to tell you, it just never bothered me yeah. with these. Honestly, it's not it's not a factor. But, you know, equally, this is kind of the same debate. Uh, I think I said this to you, didn't I, when you guys came over, that the, it's the same debate about some of those gigantic third-party masterpiece-style combiners, you know, like the big Zeta Bruticus and Superion and those guys, where, you know, the, a big part of the combined mode is is a pair of pants basically that that come uh or, or you know in the bruticus's case the zeta bruticus um it, it's like the whole head the whole torso 
the leg, the upper legs, you know, the shins, uh, not the shins, sorry, the thighs. And it's all kind of one big block that you plug the others into. Um, and then, you know, add on the feet and everything else as well. And uh, it's just never bothered me, to be honest. And uh, I don't know, with these, I think the fact that the little kind of torso pieces become a little vehicle I as like well. That. That's cool. And you, you can do yeah. stuff with them. That's cool. The gun has a cockpit. Yes, the gun has a cockpit, and that's right. fun. I mean, yeah, and they do sort of connect together to make some very, very imagination-testing vehicle. Yes. I think one of them can stand in the chest section, can't they? A big cavity in the chest. It pegs in there. It pilots this quote-unquote vehicle. Yeah, it's kind of like a jet thing, spaceship doodad that one of them can kind of peg into. It's offensive, isn't it? It's offensive is what it is. It's insulting. Is it? No, it's fine. But, I mean, it doesn't bother me. I I rarely put them in that form. I can't even be bothered to photograph them in that form. It's, It's enabling the power of your imagination is what it is. Right. Bringing the essence of early G1, I say. Yes, exactly. I have photographed them in that form, but only on like a camera phone. Do you know what I mean? Only like quickly when I got them, I was like, oh, look at this. I've never really bothered with it too much. Um, but to be honest, my 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 lads spend 98% of their time in combined mode anyway, I think. Yeah. I, I really did think when I was collecting them as reissues that I would play with them a lot more. And I certainly did when I had loads of spares. But as soon as I had my collection and they were all displayed as combiners together, uniform, it's very, very rare I will decombine one. It happens naturally anyway. You pick one up and the arse falls off. And you're like, oh, I'll play with this one. And then you stick them back on the arse. That's kind of how it goes. The legs do fall off sometimes because oh, they, yeah, they are... Liam's assertion of it being like a coat hanger was right because the, the legs are just kind of like pegged on, aren't they? Yeah, some like of a, them, yeah. I think one yeah. of them actually does like the train ones. One of the train ones actually, they do go into the front they of the do. train. They do, you're right. Peg that. Some of them have GPS. That's another reason not to take them apart. Right. Well, that's the Superion one especially, yeah, yeah. isn't it? The Hasbro release of Superion. Uh, but that's the only one, I think, isn't yeah. it? I don't think any of the others do. They, do they may not have GPS, but they do break. Like uh, my yeah. reissue six builder... And of course, it was the R spot. The little peg came off the the butt and the power shovel. So now I, I really oh, peg no. the power shovel on really lightly so that I don't have to buy yet another waste piece. And there was a time when this stuff was really power available. Yeah. <laughs> Is the peg stuck in the butt? Yep. That's that's what happened. Better get shoveling then. <laughs> Man. With power. <laughs> dig that one out. But yeah, the, the vintage line is a unique color for the most part, uh, especially Six-Wing. Six-Wing was an Autobot originally in the line. They were all Autobots, actually, in the original line. And uh, Six-Wing had very heroic colors. They were white, red, blue, definitely a lot of red and blue on, on, that, on that set. And Six-Builder had a couple of white vehicles and, and a black vehicle as well, which didn't make it to the reissues. And nowadays, it is so, so difficult to find a vintage Six-Builder without you know, without yellowing on those two really cool white uh, construction vehicles. Mm. So that's kind of what still stands out about the vintage line um, and what the appeal of that is. And I think one of the trains is a different color on six train as well. I think it's like the little double decker train is red instead of dark gray like it is on the reissue. Do you know who uh, I've got a shout out to here is is old uh, Burr Icy or Bryce because his pictures of these toys I think are phenomenal. And actually before I got um any of the reissues i think 
he's he's done lineups of all the original toys, the vintage toys versus the reissues, and uh, in really nice, you know, sort of HD photography, mm. and just really shows off the differences between them. And there are many. Even like Six Train is a good example of something that is mostly the same. Yep. It's not as shocking, you know, shockingly different as Six Wing, for example. But it's still very easy to tell which is which. Um, actually, the, the one thing that really is worth mentioning is that they've got stickers on the originals, don't they, on the, the vintage version? Yeah, I think the stickers that really stand out for me the most are the ones that go on the thighs. Right. Because you don't really get that with the reissues. They're, called, they're painted, uh, they're, and they're yeah. painted like solid colors. Whereas like on Six Builder, it's almost like he's got corduroy pants on. Yeah, they really are like very... It really looks a bit odd actually like i'm yeah. just looking at a picture of it now and it is it's an it's an odd one definitely because on the reissue you've just got nice nicely painted uh sort of gray silvery thighs right. and i don't know it's almost like i want to say like a football uniform or something on the original mm. like it's it's got that kind of vibe to it like there's big stripes running down yep. him and that totally so very different it's not the the vintage six builder i don't know man it's it's not as appealing a color scheme to me, to be honest, is the reissue. No, I think the reissue is really nice, but just as far as variant goes, I think it's nice. And I, I think reissue six week is one of the best repaints in the history of Transformers. Mm. But the original is still has its own charm as, as another mostly white, yellowing candidate. <laughs> but it's still yeah. quite cool to have an Autobot six wing. Back in the days when they were affordable, which I did have one, which was amazing. But I've kind of given up on that dream now. I would definitely, definitely love to have an Autobot six wing mm-hmm. one day that's one that i would love if there are any left there are unyellowed and if i'm able to get hold of one and not have it yellow in my collection as well that would be like a dream definitely a tough ask yeah liam have sure. you seen the original colors of these yeah 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 yeah. but i definitely prefer the decepticons ones yeah it's, it makes the hasbro superior look so disappointing you know in comparison because it's just very plain colors and you get those gorgeous purples oh, on the six wing one i would definitely have preferred that the the reissue six wing is is totally the is probably is it my favorite I don't know I don't know if I can legitimately say it's my favorite but it's definitely up there I think it's mine yeah it's just gorgeous absolutely gorgeous the vintage one's cool as well I do like that yeah. it's quite yeah a cool looking unique thing with lots of stickers but that Decepticon one is so much nicer it's a gorgeous color scheme so an- another thing that really stands out about these guys are their names so <laughs> depending on which team you have there's always one kind of funky name. So for, for Six Turbo, you know, one of them's called Discharge. I knew you were going to go yeah, straight well, in with that. Course. I was like, oh man, he's going to bring up Discharge yeah, first. Yeah. But can I say, the um, the circuit racer, or the circuit, the F1 race car, that's Ayrton Senna's McLaren F1 car, which was you know, McLaren Honda in its heyday. So I'm not at all surprised that Takara in Japan would have created a micromaster out of that car and it's in marlboro colors as well it's got the marlboro livery and on top of that the police car from that set is a honda nsx police car i mean as far as choice of vehicles go six turbo absolutely nailed it i mean top level geekery car geekery going on there in that in that set i i, I love that set honestly I'm, I'm well into it i did a video of it a little while back and uh, the thing that always gets me about it is that um, it's just the little hats and things that the characters have got right. as well, the, the, the robot modes, super unique um, and just very fun. Like it, it's sort of in this territory, and this is what you've got to think about when these were released as well, like in 92, is that by this point, Takara have drastically 
moved things on from what we classically think of as like the aesthetic of G1 because they've moved much more into kind of super robot territory and things like that. And, you know, you've, you've, Star Saber is like three years before this. So they've gone way more into the kind of, uh, brave sphere of things and things like that. And I think you see some of that influence in these guys, you know, with the kind of, the fun of the little police hat on the, mm. and Sirene, isn't it? The police dude. Road police. Uh, road police, sorry. What am I right? Sirene's the ambulance, isn't mm. it? Uh, but yeah, even with Sirene, the ambulance, then you get, you know, a little kind of themed uh, hat and things like that. Can I, can I just say, Sirene is one of the best transforming MicroMasters ever made. One of the most satisfying transformations on a MicroMaster, and it's unique. I think it's my favorite individual MicroMaster across the entire of this. Wow. Uh, this category. That's quite a really got to check it out it's so fun it's so super fun massive i mean it's a great set overall uh, discharge again has got a little fireman's helmet uh i think canonically discharge is a is a lady is a lady bot i don't remember i believe so i believe it's uh meant to be uh, a female character uh actually just looking it up yep female character so it's a female discharge there is go. is road police i'm ignoring that is road police as uh, female as well no road police is a dude okay but also, it should be said, I remember taking the individual MicroMasters from some of these sets, and some of them really have a lot of trouble standing. They're not all like super solid yeah. individuals. And I think um, the the race car circuit from the six turbo set is very hard. It, yeah, very, very tricky to get that one to balance and stand on its own. Yeah. And the jets are like that too. Very much so. Glide, is, I find, is a little bit like that also, kind of flops forward a little bit sometimes. Um, but just this set, I remember taking pictures of them and they are a bugger because honestly, you line up all six of them and you maybe get five of them just where you want them. And then you're just fiddling with the sixth one and then some other bugger collapses and whatever. So it is a bit of a, a moving feast in that regard. And it comes with a Lambo as well. It comes with a yellow Lambo. What a great yeah. set, honestly. That one I did have at the set. time. That was the only one I picked up, I think. <laughs> well, um, Car did Hasbro version of it. Yeah, the Lamborghini. Cause it just there was something very nostalgic seeing that. Yeah, totally. Neo wheel, yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of names, the uh, the six liner has a couple of a couple of belters in there, like uh, Alan and uh, and Joe. <laughs> yeah, a- Alan. I mean, not even like because I remember there was some hilarity about that um, third party Springer that was called Alan. Do you remember? Yeah. But that was like that was like A double L E N. This yeah. is just Alan. Yeah. Like my my you know A L A N. My grandfather's name was Alan, and I just love that there's a there's a, a transformer called Alan. I just think that it's just absolutely brilliant. The steam engine is called Digo, if you look at it on Team yeah. Wiki, but I'm pretty sure it, it was it's regularly been referred to as Diego as well, which I think... I've heard it. Yes, Liam, I've heard Liam it. would appreciate Diego. the Diego Maradona train, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's why should, if he came in the colours of Napoli, I'd be more <laughs> interested. <laughs> well, didn't that I, would get me interested like in trains. That was black and gold. Do you not have any, <laughs> any reason to? Yeah, get accustomed, man, get accustomed. There's actually a note on the wiki here that just says... For a long time, it was thought that Digo's name was Diego. However, Diego is rendered in Katana, uh, featuring an E that Digo does not have. So apparently, Diego is a is the mistake. I'm not I'm not buying that. I'm not willing to buy that because if you look at the six train, one of the trains is called San Diego, <laughs> and, <I'm, laughs> right. and, Wiki, and TF Wiki calls it San Diego. Not having it. It's yeah, Diego. I had thought the same was that San Diego is a very strange name that once you get what if you establish that it's Digo, I don't know that San Diego works. Right. It's very unfortunate for someone called Diego that there is a, a bunch of white lines around him. 
<laughs> is that a football reference? <laughs> yeah, sort of. <laughs> it's, it's very a very specific Maradona reference. Oh, right. so, cocaine? Is it a yeah, cocaine yeah. thing? Yeah, it's cocaine. Okay, cool. Cocaine train. There we go. You've right. got Desire, the leader of Six Train. I like how Maz is just breezing past yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, just breezing on, past keep... like a windy, which is another one. On, on you six might say it's keeping us on track. There you go. All right, moving swiftly on. Moving <laughs> swiftly on to Six Wing. Now these are a little no, no, bit. No, no, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. You can't skip past Six Liner because there's still Joe. No, I talked about Joe. Oh man, and I Leaf. haven't yet. Yeah, okay. Leaf. Oh, you want to talk about Joe and Leaf? Okay. Yeah, Joe Leaf. It's just, I just like the names. Yeah, Knight, right. Spark, Alan. Yeah, those are good. Six Wing is way more normal. Like you've got Chain right. Gun, Falcon, Flanker, Missile Run, Raker, and Supersonic. I mean, that is regular Transformers names, MicroMaster names. Well, Fal- Falcon. There is even another Falcon. It's one of the Predator jets. So, um, in in a different you know continent, obviously, but uh, but still, this one's actually an F sixteen Falcon jet, though. Right. Yeah, those are quite normal names actually, and and quite MicroMastery. As well, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Uh, super, supersonic for the Concorde. That's quite a, a cool Excellent, name. yeah, excellent. And then you've got Six Builder, who's got, again, quite normal, like Crush Bull. That's pretty cool. Digger, Mixing, Treader, Iron Lift, and then Gran Arm. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> Gran Arm. <laughs> it's like your Gran's arm. Maybe that's just like the little digger hand that's on the shoulder. It kind of looks a bit... Uh, I'm sure it is. Someone's going to know and they're going to be listening to this and they're going to be like, oh my God, you absolute Philistines. This yeah. is what it means. <laughs> yes. Um, although when you when you type in Gran arm into Google, the first thing that comes up is Transformers Wiki and, and this lad. So, you know, maybe it's... Uh, maybe Maybe it doesn't refer to anything. I don't know. So you were talking about the, the head sculpts on the individual guys being related to their alt modes. And of course, I think, isn't it true that some of the construction guys in Six Builder also have like, like a little construction hat or like a hard hat or something on, on one or two? Yeah, I think they do, don't they? I think they do, um, which is pretty cool. So it's just a lot of love kind of baked into it. You can tell that when these were designed that they had a lot of fun with it, I think. Um, and it really kind of comes across in the way that they're put together. Uh, and I think I do think as well, the combined mode, head sculpts are some of my favorites i mean the head sculpt on six train um at stroke uh well and six liner actually is different head sculpt but yep. particularly six liner i just think is absolutely gorgeous with the kind of crests like angular crest coming down and the little uh, kind of ears and everything i love it absolutely love it i think they're all great like six liner six turbo all of them look fantastic but for me six train is dare i say probably one of my favorite head sculpts in g1 yeah yeah it's right up there uh, six turbo as well is really striking do you yeah. remember when takara did that display for i think it was for an anniversary and they had loads of wooden prototypes out like uh, all sorts of crazy protos that they dragged out of their archives and we were getting pictures of this japanese exhibition where they were all laid out and the head sculpts for these six combiners were there as well and you know they were unpainted really uh, quite larger than micromaster size and and they had those out too. That was quite amazing to see because I didn't know who it was. And then someone said, that's actually Six Builder. I looked at it carefully. I was like, yeah, it is because he's got those really distinct kind of pointy ears yeah. that go outwards. So you're right. They have incredible uh, combiner head sculpts, really classic G1. 
And those individual head sculpts are kind of very brave, isn't it? The trans- the kind of yeah, that's what that's what I was saying. It really is for me, like just that kind of playing into because they did a lot of that kind of themed stuff on a larger scale with a lot of brave bots, where it's like it's a police officer and you know it's a police car or whatever, and they have a police officer's helmet, and there's exactly what you see here, just on a much more miniature size. And I think it's great, honestly. It just really kind of plays into the fun aspect of it. I don't think it's going to be for everyone, like people that want to take Transformers uber seriously or whatever. And uh, that's that's okay. That's fine. I, I think for those that like this kind of thing, there's just that little bit of fun to it. Yeah, they've all got really nice head sculpts. I quite like a Six Turbo. His head sculpt's pretty cool. But Micromaster's always had lovely heads. Little tiny detailed faces and stuff. Yeah, you can't you can't really go wrong with Micromasters, mm. can you, in general? There's surprisingly good heads out of them. Ah, no, I'm not saying that. (laughs) (laughs) They've always got surprisingly good head sculpts of Micromasters. (laughs) Do you you view them as Micromasters? Or um, do you display them with your other Micromasters? Or do you see them as a completely separate thing of like small Transformers combiners from Japan or something else? How do you sort of fit them into your collection? Oh, definitely with Micromasters. They're not displayed at the minute because I've got no room. So they're actually on a display of Masterpiece toys at the moment. But... uh, yeah, they're definitely Micromasters. They always felt like them. They were always called Micromasters as well, weren't they? Yeah, they were. I remember like, the little blind boxes and stuff always. Did they not say Certainly. Micromaster on? Yeah, they did. Yeah. That's, that's the thing I remember most is the blind boxes. Yeah, the reissue line was specifically called Micromaster. And, and yeah. then even throwing stuff like Land Cross, uh, Land Cross yeah. as a Micromaster, even though it's yeah, very clearly not, which is a strange one. But uh, I actually don't have them displayed with Micromasters, funnily enough. But there's no reason for that other than I, I kind of have them on a shelf with lots of other... Japanese exclusive mm. stuff typically um, but I do really like them alongside other Micromasters yeah. and uh, I guess fun fact that's always occurred to me is like one thing about these toys is that if you think about it they're the only in scaled combiners yeah. in G1 aren't they? Yes. I took a photo of them just for that reason once I had a bunch yeah. of Micromasters in vehicle mode and then these guys standing in combined mode and they did look like giants I mean they're yeah. tiny toys but they look like giants because they are two scale combiners. Absolutely right. Which is really fascinating because I always remember thinking, I mean, I love stuff like, you know, G1 Defensor or what have you, Superior and all of those guys, but they are small combiners <laughs> compared to, I mean, even stuff like uh, Piranacon or what have you, you know, they're, they're not much bigger than regular size bots in some cases. Um, like I remember posting a picture quite recently of a G1 six shot versus Piranacon. And a lot of people were like, what? How is it that six shot is, if anything, slightly bigger? Mm. Um, you know, and it, it's just the way it was with combiners. Like you just kind of accepted it, didn't you? That combiners were typically quite on the small side. Um, but with these guys, yeah, they're actually properly in scale. And it's quite exciting to see. Um, I, I love seeing them all lined up, but I just, yeah, as I say, just have them on a different shelf. That's how I've got them displayed on my shelf, actually. I've got all the six combiners, and then all around their feet, I've got regular Micromasters. So they do nice. they do stand out in that respect. But yeah, that's a shelf where toys fall over a lot. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I was going to say, that's probably why I don't have them next to each other, uh, just for that very reason. I think I have the Superior team, actually, in a jet form, and I think they're all on top of Airwave. They oh, are that's in the cool. Micromaster bit. Again, mostly for space-saving reasons, but it looks cool. I bet that does yeah, actually look that's really cool. cool. Idea. Hmm. Yeah, I've never really mingled them with like the bases and stations of the uh, the kind of the Western G1 stuff. Um, but I really should kind of break out and, and give that a go at some point, kind of do a few more photos or whatever. Well, you've both pretty much got them all now, so you could 
do a complete MicroMaster City and have these little giants standing in between. Not too much unlike the photographs and diorama that Takara did on the back of those vintage gift set boxes. And in the catalogs, that would that'd be really nice to see. Good for you, you are, bastards. You are inspiring some ideas there, my friend. Let me tell you. I did, I did that with the... Uh... Oh, was it the Siege or oh, Earthrise MicroMaster set? One of those. And in the background, the dead I'm... ones. <laughs> the dead ones. Yeah. What do you call it? I put them with the MicroMaster stations. I put them all together, the ones that I had, and had them around that and in the background. It was pretty neat. They were great photos, mate. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? The Transformers will return after these messages. Right, well, it's that time for the part of the pod where we talk about our sponsor for the evening. And tonight, of course, it's not just one, but two. And we are very excited to have two sponsors on board, as I mentioned earlier. It is tfsource.com and kapowtoys.co.uk. We're going to check out TFSource first, as ever. And uh, you can check, as I say, find them at tfsource.com for your Transformers and third-party needs. Uh, And as we always do, we're going to take a look and see what they've got up for pre-order or in stock at the moment and just kind of pick something that's caught our eye so what are you looking at lads uh, this will surprise nobody but i am once again on the diaclone page for tf source <laughs> and a new pre-order that went up that i must admit i ignored initially it's the tactical carrier option unit exclusive set which just looks like a bunch of accessories and tiny things it's and bits, it w- isn't it? Yeah. It's just bits. And when that was first announced, I don't think I cared much about it at all. It looked like an easy pass. Since then, I've received the pod gantry, this wonderful pod gantry release. And I've received the little um, moto cruiser, the little uh, bike inside the little launcher thing. It doesn't actually launch it, but use your imagination. And what that is, it's a different color of the bike. You've got three more consoles with chairs that you can put Dianauts in that I can put in the pod gantry and just fill it out with more life. It's got another one of those, uh, what some collectors are calling cherry pickers, <laughs> which is the little truck. With the, it really is. <laughs> with the extending platform. And it comes with a couple of Dianauts, more stuff that you can attach just inside the, the pod and the base. And right now, that is absolutely what I want, more of that kind of stuff. It is a weird one because it is literally like just like factory stuff isn't it it's just bits yeah accessories exactly like if you were going to create like a diorama of these things you'd have a little cherry picker with a dude just going up and down and that's basically what you get here isn't it yeah and of course we should kind of mention that the great robot base has been you know revealed the great robot base no pre-order is up for that yet but i can tell you if it was that'd be my pick oh yeah for sure that's like just incredibly exciting honestly only half of it we've seen so far, haven't we? What a half, though. What yeah, what a lot. Yeah. That's, that's an ass, isn't it? That's a good ass. Motorized. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Can't wait for it. What about you, Liam? What's caught your eye? I am going with the VF25G Messiah Valkyrie. It's like a small SD uh, Robotech macro style Valkyrie. Can't go wrong with, with super deformed Valkyries, man. You cannot go wrong with super deformed Valkyries. Yeah, these look cool. I'm digging these. They're only like uh, 3.9 inches tall, but they're they transform. They're really poseable. Because of a tiny girl figure, I don't know what that's about, but I, I think there's one in the more traditional red and white as well. This blue, But this blue and white one looks really nice. So yeah, that I would like to get this. I'd actually like to buy this. Yeah, that looks really lovely, man. You should do it. Maybe. Maybe. I think for me... I don't know, there's a couple of things actually are coming up at the moment, but the one that definitely has caught my eye is the new 3.0 MDLX Nemesis Prime, uh, which has just come up for pre-order. 
And that looks pretty swish, I've got to tell you. I don't even have the Optimus uh, in hand yet, but there's something about the black repaints that just always catches my eye. What can I say? Oh, hang on. So this isn't the movie Bumblebee movie Prime repaint? No. This is this is the MDLX line, which is their three zeros, like the little tiny Bumblebee that I showed you guys. So this is like their original creations, if you like. This is kind of their in-house take of what G1 could have been if they reimagined it. And they've they've done Bumblebee already. Optimus is out. I think some people have it in hand already. I don't. Um, but they, this is the nemesis, the inevitable nemesis black repaint of that. Um, and it just looks super poseable, super fun, big axe, great style. It's it's not a big, like massive toy either. It's only like seven inches tall, um, but just, I don't know, a lot of fun and three zero. So it's got to be good, isn't it? Yeah, looks maximum poseable from those images. Yeah. And, I, and I wouldn't have understood your choice here until I'd seen that that Bumblebee in hand. And also when you said it's a take on G1 Bumblebee, I was like, ah, now I get yeah. it. So this is this is interesting. Yeah, for sure, man. Can't wait. So I don't know. I'll give that some thought. I'm going to check out the Optimus in hand first, see how I feel, if I really need a black version as well. But uh, it's definitely caught my eye. Let's put it that way. So that's the first sponsor. That is tfsource.com. Do check them out for all your Transformers and third-party needs. And, and uh, uh, yeah, and Diaclone, indeed. Yeah, get that uh, great robot base pre-order up soon, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, on the other side of the pond, coming over to the UK, we've got kapowtoys.co.uk, our new sponsor. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're big fans of Kapow. Andy and the team are just wonderful. So we're very excited about this. I yeah. love him. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is quite the declaration. Big love to Andy, yeah. Cool dude, man. Did a lot for me over the years, you know, being such a nice guy. It was actually lovely to catch up with him in detail and have such a brilliant, genuine chat with him yeah. about virtually Definitely. everything at TF Nation. It was a highlight. I would agree. I would 100% agree. So taking a look at their site, what's caught your eye here? Uh, just eyes get drawn to it immediately. And every time I open this page, it's the first thing I look at. It is still the Ramen Toy Makina Red Gullwing and Mads Hawking. That, so that's the Ramen Toy... I guess it's a third-party version of Mask Thunderhawk. And Mask Thunderhawk is already amazing. This is in the same scale. It's going to be new with all the trimmings, I hope. More accurate, detailed sculpt on on who is effectively Matt Tracker. And, uh, and he's called Mads Hawking. And I think the correct way of pronouncing M-A-D-S in Danish is Maz. So it's basically me. <laughs> Wow, that's a long way to go to it being you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got to justify these purchases somehow. When he lives off his mask. Mask. Yeah, take his mask off. That could be a good third-party name for the line, wouldn't it? Mask. Mask. Yeah. I, I think it looks it looks stunning. I think I have to have that. I, I cannot imagine I'm going to let that go by, especially if it's going to be as good as I hope. Because, yeah, what if they're going to do shark as well. <laughs> definitely getting the shark that was amazing and that's what I wish more third parties would do is stuff like yes. that toys that we didn't get yeah that'd be really cool I'm kind of waiting on seeing like a, a few more pictures of it because I think there's only been the sort of renders and then the yep. uh, like grey prototypes and stuff as well um, so it would be good to kind of see like a few more pictures of it or whatever like the finished thing don't get um, caught out with a sold out pre-order 6.0 then you've got the late I know man Late tax, I, late I am tax. tempted. I am tempted. I only have one vintage mask toy, as you know. Um, despite you know some people at the time saying that I was going to go crazy on mask and get give all it of time. Those. Give it time. You had a few loose ends to tie up with the old transformers, yeah. and now that's done. You can expand. 
I don't actually have all of Transformers, you know. What about um, No. By the end no. of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. the sponsor segment. No. <laughs> no, still not. But no, I, only the one mass toy. And, uh, you know, it, it could be fun to have a few more. could be fun to have a few Especially more. Maybe this is level. a... Yeah. I was going to say, maybe this is a good route to go. Because actually, like, some of the vintage ones are very hard to find in, like, amazing condition, aren't they? For a good price, and uh, this this could be this could be a good route. What about what about you, Liam? I'm gonna pick something that you will like, Sixo, which is the three zero MDLX Megatron because Ooh. he has glorious eyebrows. <laughs> he really uh, does. This is insane. Those eyebrows are just incredible. I was like, how did I not have a toy with eyebrows like that? But that design is fantastic. Yeah, I don't think I'd really appreciated how good those eyebrows are. Actually, story of my life. Angel wings as eyebrows. That's quite fitting. Are you talking about me particularly there, Maz? Are you waiting for me to appreciate your eyebrows or just in, oh, yes. in general? Quilters appreciated it. What about you? They are marvellous, mate. Put what your jealousy aside uh, about what happened in the lift and just right. let your feelings out. <laughs> okay. Uh, you've got incredible eyebrows. I've often admired them from afar. Because you can see them from that far. Like right? very afar. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Just taking a real step back there to just drink them in. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful pair of caterpillars you've got, mate. Honestly. <laughs> I've never heard them referred to as caterpillars. But that's what they are. Yeah, there you go. Big old furry caterpillars. Uh, but yeah, Megatron looks nice. It looks, it's a lovely design. There's not really any hints of the gun either. There are some small ones, but it's a very stylized take again, isn't it? I quite like the way the middle of the chest looks like it's coming up from his abdomen. Yeah. The sort of shapes sort of line up. So it just like, you know, it's kind of cool. Like it's There's open. a lit. Yeah, there's a little bit on the legs, isn't there, of just the handle, which yeah, looks Yeah, and the cool. shoulders have the uh, the gunny bits. May yeah, I just really. ask, where do chests normally originate from, if not from the upper part of the abdomen? Do you have some different experience with chests? No, it's like it's lifted up. It's like it's opened. It, I, I do. I get what like, he means. If it's, you look at yeah. his abdomen, it looks like it was down there and it's moved up because it's just the way the shapes sort of match. Yeah, it looks like a chest door. That's what I quite like about it. It's like a little door. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you mean. But it's probably going to be a bit like you saw on the, the figures that I got in hand. It's probably going to be that thing where it's because it's got ab crunch or whatever. It'll be two separate pieces, like oh, the lower abdomen and the top. And it'll it'll tilt. It'll be on a rocker and it'll tilt and it'll be fully articulated. Honestly, it'll just That's be... where the, mon- the money shot is for those things. That was where the wows come when you see just what they can do. The level of detail and the layers, the onion styling of those yeah. bodies is oof, really good. Do they even do it with figures of that scale? Like, w- would that figure of that size have that level of different pieces molded and sort of you move it and you've got all the detailing underneath, like a spine, that kind of thing? Yeah, to some extent. I mean, maybe not as much as the larger ones because, um, I mean, like, let's say the deluxe uh, Optimus Prime that I showed you has like three separate pieces for the spine that obviously then curve. Um, this is, I think, probably just got two. So you've probably just got like the top half, the sort of pec part on top of the abs, as it were, and there'll be separate pieces that kind of move slightly independently. Um, so I would imagine that it's just two pieces instead of three at this mm-hmm. scale. But it still, it'll be superposable. What are you looking at? Uh, that is a really good question. So much stuff. Uh, I did, bizarrely, actually, the thing that really caught my eye was that She-Hulk uh, figure, if only because I've been watching the show, yeah. <laughs> and lo- absolutely loving that show at the moment. I can't even tell you; it's just so funny. Uh, like laugh out loud. I saw the one was one that was on today. I don't know if you've seen it. I yet, obviously, shush, 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 yeah, I mean, obviously no spoilers. I'm not going to say anything. 
but very funny, very funny. So that definitely caught my eye. In terms of actual Transformers or related toy lines, uh, there's the old uh, Fans Hobby Double Dealer, which I think looks immense, honestly, well into that. Um, Just think it's shaping up really nicely. Kind of not seen much about it, actually, in terms of, um, you know, people going on about it or whatever, but I think it's just another of their quirky character choices and you know really kind of pushing the boat out a little bit in terms of what they're producing on from sort of masterpiece ish style yeah. and uh, very there's a interesting. very dedicated group of fans though around that because they yeah. were the ones who requested that they do the purple wings version and the blue wing version so you've there's ended two, up with, yeah so you get one with a purple cab on the vehicle mode one with a standard blue color cab so it was very much from fan uh input that they did two versions yeah, for sure. I just think they look great. And the little um, Power Masters that come with those, the two little uh, you know, figures, the, particularly the Bat one, I just think looks super fun as well. So well into that. Can't wait to see it in hand. Bring it on. Mm-hmm. So that is your sponsor segment. So thanks again to tfsource.com and uh, kapowtoys.co.uk as well. We're very grateful to have you on board. Hopefully they've sat and listened to this sponsor segment about Maz's eyebrows and not thought, what the hell have we done? But uh, assuming you're still on board, we love to have you. What can I say? Do check them out. tfsource.com, kapowtoys.co.uk. And can I just say there's one thing on the Kapow website that I'm not going to mention because I need to buy it before someone else finds it. It's a little bit of an older release, but I'm not saying a word until it's mine. Then I'll talk about it. We'll look forward to that. We now return to the Transformers. Right. Going back to Transformers MicroMaster 6 combiners, these toys were, of course, reissued again, first of all in 2002 by Takara. And instead of packaging them in their original gorgeous gift sets where you knew exactly what you were getting and you could get them all in one hit. And for anyone who attended our TF Nation panel or has watched it on our Patreon, I am not the biggest fan of blind box packaging. And this was the example I used in the photograph on our slide. So they released the the six members of each team. Uh, We got six wing, six builder, six turbo, and six train and six liner, in fact. Yeah. Uh, as blind box individuals. They were not packaged in any other way. Now, you did get a little number on the front of the box. There was a little hole in the box where you could see the instructions, and they had the number of the figure. So you knew what you were getting. But the thing here was that in each little case, you also had chase figures. And each Mm. of these uh, wonderful six combiners were now repainted into chase figures. And of course, even some of the standard releases were repainted, weren't they? They were, yeah, indeed. So, and the chase figures, man, are so awesome. But just because of the blind boxes, exceptionally difficult to track down yeah. <laughs> because, you, I mean, there's no point buying sealed ones, let's put it that way, because you just don't know what you're going to get. I mean, I guess in a way, you can't really have chase figures without blind boxes, can you? No. As such, it, it's part of the thrill of the hunt, I suppose, in trying to find them. But by its very nature, it does imply that you're going to be buying potentially multiples. Uh, but the, the solution with these for me has been where somebody ultimately has a, a complete set already um, and then is selling them as a job lot. So you get the white six wing just fully combined. But there's definitely, I don't know, we've talked about this a few times, Maz, and there's sort of two schools of thought about which is the more kind of accessible route. Because I know at one stage you were trying to track down individuals, weren't you? Because you were hoping that it was going to work out a bit cheaper. Right. About that. <laughs> The only reason I did this, the only reason I 
collected these again recently. I mean, I had them all at the time, virtually all of them, and I sold them years ago. And then recently, I bought a lot on Facebook. Actually, I say recently. We're talking like four or five years ago now. I was going to say, not that recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and someone had two of the individual red six train guys, and they yeah. worked out about £1.50 each. I mean, that I is just thought, good. I was like, <laughs> Look, I'll just buy these, and I'm sure I can find the rest. Eventually, I did come across the rest. And for some crazy reason, I ended up buying all of the chase figures in this fashion, just bit, <laughs> bit part. And with White Six Wing, it's by far the hardest of the lot of the chase yeah. figures to get. So this is Berserker Six Wing, white, stunning little gold highlights and cream highlights. I had to find a post on TFW that was seven years old. I went back seven years on the, on the sale forum and I messaged the guy. I was like, dude, I know. Is there any chance you didn't sell this? I didn't see an update. And he goes, I do actually still have them. I was like, you you have to be kidding me. And so this dude from seven years ago didn't delete his sales post, didn't sell them, didn't try again. And he just still had them lying around. So what he could bet, I bought the rest of them. I was like, that's it, white six wing done. And it was, uh, it was a wonderful day. There were celebrations in the street. Everything's fantastic. I'm glad it's not just me that does stuff like that. No, oh god, it was wonderful. Uh, but yeah, getting them bit part is exciting, but extraordinarily stupid. Just buy them in one go. Christ. I mean, I have to say that is what I did. Just yeah. one go all the way. Apart from the red uh, six liner, uh, because that six train, I should say, yeah. because that was uh, that was a gift. That was a birthday gift from some wonderful people. So that was very nice. That was. I suggested wonderful. that because I didn't think you should be subjected to the stupidity that I myself. Right. Yeah, that was actually the first chase one that I got. Um, but even then, you know, the white, you're right, the white six wing was definitely the hardest. But yeah, getting it all in one job lot was easier. But even then, it just doesn't pop up very often, no. does it? And it's expensive. Like individual yeah. members of it are running 50 to 60 quid, like individual repainted yeah, yeah, yeah. micromasters. I mean, come on. But yeah. And now that we've mentioned it, it's going to get worse. <laughs> yeah, this is it. I, I think actually that's one where I would definitely say that it's probably even cheaper to just get the job lot because yeah, I think the, the individuals, yeah, I've seen the individuals crop up for, for crazy prices for sure. And just to the point where you're like, come on, you're chancing it now. Um, so yeah, definitely get that as a job. But you've, you've got to do it though. And, and that's why I did it. Cause I thought I may not see that individual again. And maybe the next time it's offered for sale, it's only four of them. And I've got to tell you, if I didn't buy them individually, I actually haven't seen a complete set for sale since I bought mine. I know you got a complete set, but I didn't have access mm. to that seller. And it was, um, uh, I still wouldn't have a white six wing if I hadn't bought them individually. So yeah, yeah I'm just disagreeing with myself there, but, um, no, that's interesting. I did see actually some of the individuals, the white ones, pop up just in the last week, I think, on a Japanese site. Um, so they, they, they do crop up, but it's few and far between for sure. And they're yellow. That's definitely the one. That's the other thing is because they're yellow as well, yeah. um, it's it's a total bugger, honestly. It's just, why would you do this, honestly? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the one that I see pop up more often is the, the Devastator, the Japanese yeah. green six builder i don't have that one do you not no that's the one color of the reissues i don't have i have the hasbro uh, version with you know, but i don't yeah. have the the japanese one and you might think like having them all in one solid color is kind of boring but they look amazing yeah and the japanese one is all green the the individual micromasters yeah the combiner parts are purple and stuff but the i was gonna say the combiner parts are purple green. Yeah, I always thought it was strange that they added a bit of purple on that, like because obviously the Hasbro one is Devastator in yeah. the same way that 
you know, they've got Defensor and Superion um, and Rail Racer. We didn't talk about that earlier, actually, yeah. but it's Rail Racer, isn't it? Yeah, Universe Rail Racer, that's right. Yeah, that's really good fun. I love that they use that name again. But um, yeah, that's obviously Devastator and it's painted to look more like a character, mm-hmm. whereas the Chase versions are just block colors predominantly. Although Six Wing actually is not all white. It does have some silver and gold on there as well, kind of highlights and things. Um, whereas then actually Six Train is just red. Slightly um, darker reds in places though. You get dark. There are some, yeah, nice. different shades and things for sure. So yeah, there is a little bit of that. And six turbo is just black. Yeah. Black, black. Green eyes. Um, yes, although yeah, Wicked right. Actually, green yeah. Eyes. Really nice green eyes. But the the I don't know, the six builder uh repaint in, in green always struck me as a weird one that it's yeah, not just it fully green. I wish it was fully green, top to bottom, all the parts. I actually do as well, yeah. I would do without the purple, or just purple even. Yeah. Kind of one or the other would be fun. Um but it's sort of a I, I do like it, but it's a weird one for being two colours. Uh, in a funny way. Um, but of course, even the regular ones were repainted. And I, I know we kind of attribute our show colors to Turbo Masters and that sort of thing. But in my mind, it's definitely heavily influenced by the Decepticon recolor of Six Wing. I think that was an amazing step they took. We're not just going to reissue Six Wing. We're going to make it a Decepticon and we're going to color it like it's 1988. And it yeah. is the absolute standout of them all for me. What a beautiful toy. Stunning toy anyway, but in those colours, just banging. Absolutely banging. It's it's like dead on the likes of like Piranacon, Six Shot, Dreadwing, Misfire, Dreadwing, all of those, isn't it? Spinister, it's just, yeah, clones, Spinister. Double Dealer, it's just yeah. Submarauder. It's like it just fits with all of those toys perfectly. And yeah, it's a little bit different as well. It's got more white highlights on it, um, a little bit of yellow thrown in on the gun. Uh, just absolute stunner, definitely. There is a fully greeny teal jet, and that's amazing. Yeah, I love that. It's a kind of a individually, each of the members are great colours, but then they come together to form what's not a uniform, but a very cohesive colour scheme, and I like that, because there's often a lot of debate, isn't there, with combiners, about should they be all different colours, like Defensor as an example, or should they be, or you know, like Devastator or Piranacon or uh, Computron to a certain extent, Predaking. where they've got a kind of yeah, Predaking, where they've got a team color. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I like about this reissue six wing is it doesn't really do either because they are different colors, the individual robots. Yet when you put them all together, it, it just so cohesively works yeah. that it looks like a team color. They are the Decepticon Argos catalog models. So when 1988's characters were picking their picking their threads, they were the catalog models, and they were like, you know, modeling teal, modeling pink, modeling modeling all those lovely purples and pinks. These guys are the Decepticon poster boys for that era. The United Colors of Megatron. That's what it is. Sit. There it is. Fabulous. There it is. It goes. Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. Well, you're wearing a, a football jersey tonight, Mister Uniform. Where do you stand on this sort of? The, the chase colours being solid colours, just one colour all the way through. Uh, would you have preferred it if they'd done something a bit more fancy, like taken Six Train and made him a Decepticon as well, or like taken Six Turbo and made them like Stunticon colours or something like that instead of just solid solid colour? Yeah, I don't really like the solid colours. I find it really boring. 
I like the the regular versions of these way more because they are all completely different colors and more interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. Whereas the solid ones, like the red one, it's it's a cool thing, but you just it just looks a bit like a you know the characters from the Hate Plague when they all sort of turn red. It really does look like Hate Plague. Strange. <laughs> yeah. I've I've had that comment online before when you post pictures of it, people are like, "Is that Hate Plague?" And it's like. <laughs> Actually, it's funny that there never have been hate plague toys. But I'm never really a fan of black repaints for a similar theme because they're it just kind of. I like the color. I like the differences, and I think the strength of combiners is that they all look unique, individual on the colors. And when you see them put together, it's that like I appreciate they exist, but it's just not something that really rings my. That's bell. a great compliment, isn't it? Imagine like if people said that to you. I appreciate that you exist. Are you wanting us to say that to you now? No, I was happy with the eyebrow <laughs> compliment. I wouldn't want you to go any further. Right, okay. I was just checking in. That's that goes it. in your birthday card next year. <laughs> that's yeah, Dear Maz. That's, that's another one for my headstone. I appreciate you existed. That's what yes. that is. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I, I like the fact that they made them, because I know you really like them, but there's also there are a lot of people who like them. It's just not something that appeals to me. When you yeah, put them next to the retail ones, it's really weird to me that they're the chase ones. But when I look at the ones, I'm like, if you were to show somebody them separately and say one is the chase and one is the one, their eyes would go to the more colourful one first. I think so. Yeah, Especially what they yeah. did with the regular ones. Like, they updated Six Builders colours. Yeah. They updated Six Wing amazingly. And then they did a Superior repaint, which is stunning. But they also did Tampos, which is a masterstroke for these. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's the good thing, actually, the chase ones being the solid colour ones, because they're not in a mean way. They're the less interesting ones. So they're for people who really want them yeah. who go and get them. Whereas for the mass retail ones, they're the ones that I think look the prettiest yeah, yeah. and the more appealing to people. Because if it was the other way around, you'd be like, everyone would be like, why have they put those ones that way around? Can you imagine if the Decepticon yeah, six wing was a chase? Can you imagine the price of yeah. that thing today? Yeah, but, it'd be yeah, ridiculous. I'd like to get that, actually. Yeah, I think that was my mentality when I collected them on release. I didn't go for Red 6 Train, I didn't go for Black 6 Turbo, and I didn't go for Green 6 Builder. I just went for the regular sets and the vintage. And the only reason I went for the White 6 Wing, because I thought in particular that one was hugely attractive, and I had a full 6 Wing collection. Even bootlegs, oversized bootlegs, and test shot with pink and green parts. I can't believe I sold it. Um, yeah, so that's why I went for the White 6 Wing, but I didn't go for the others at the time. So you, you're onto something there in terms of the regular colours are way more interesting, but you've got to see them in hand. You really do. See, i got to tell you, I love those Chase ones. And actually, in a way, I sort of almost adore them more than the regular colours. I think because of the kind of obscurity of them and the weirdness of them. And I do. there is something about, for me, about Red 6 Train in particular. It's really lovely. That I think is just so striking, honestly. Yeah. Like, and I get it's probably hard to kind of capture it in photos that where it's not just like oh, it's just red, but it's just so so striking up hand. I I remember um, getting it for my birthday actually from from you fellas and some others as well, uh, and just being blown away by it. Honestly, just how I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Um, but to me, it kind of falls into the same category as stuff like. Shining Magnus and Fire Guts got Jinrai and those kinds of repaints that just yeah I get why some people look at them and they're like that's a bit garish but it just I don't know it just works it does work I really do appreciate them much more now I always loved this yeah. the white six wing in fact I think of, of all the toys I had on display my wife had pointed to that one saying that is one of the nicest toys you have mm. and it really does stand out yeah, But the tampos, let's go back to that because I, I think that's a major part of why these reissues are so lovely. The stickers on the originals are interesting, but you know they peel, they fade, 
they the corners get worn on these they're just lovely and they're just presented so beautifully and i love those tampo sections i think the if you're going to collect these sets and you're not worried about being completionist or whatever and you just want to experience the, the sets i mean outside of the hasbro versions then these takara reissues are the way to go i mean why would you get the reissue uh, sorry why would you get the originals over the reissues unless you really want to make your life difficult right because they're going to be difficult to track down expensive yellowed worn stickers all of that whereas the reissues this is in my mind anyway how to do reissues because they're lovingly updated they've got advantages over the originals even though they're fundamentally the same toys and they've got differences in color schemes and things to kind of differentiate them as well like macros reissues right exactly that's the thing so there's a benefit to having both so vintage collectors uh can really kind of feel like oh i've still got my original item that has its own charm and there's a sort of difficulty with tracking that down or whatever but the reissues are more accessible well to a point now because they are definitely increasing in price they're disappearing yeah they are they are but but still they're way easier to track down that's the thing you'll find them in lots on facebook groups because mm. they had the Hasbro equivalents, and those are the affordable ones. Those are the ones to get. Regularly, I see the Defensor, the green one, because it's not a chase for Hasbro. That was just the color that Hasbro released Six Builder in. They didn't do the regular Six Builder colors or the reissue. They did the green and purple. And you see that for 25 quid regularly in lots. Same with Six Turbo, same with which is Defensor, and uh, trains less so nowadays. I think so probably Liam hasn't got it because it, it hasn't turned up recently for us to link him so drunk Liam could buy it. But yeah. definitely that is the way to go. I think if you want to spend as little as possible, find them in like um, Hasbro lots in the US and the UK and in Europe. That is the way to go to get them on, on, on a budget. Oh, for sure. Yeah, if you literally just want to experience the molds, yeah, definitely get the Hasbro ones. Although again, the Superion has the, the GPS snafu doesn't it but yeah because it's actually what like his fists are gold plastic they're just painted mm. white so you've got to be really careful i haven't messed with, that with his thighs isn't it yeah and you know that's a set i bought at retail and i remember buying uh, a couple of sets because people at botcon wanted them and we took some to the us on, on paul's table and we sold them there we just handed them over to people because they were not available in the us at the time the uk was the place to get them so I remember that set at retail and I really missed it when I sold mine. So I was thrilled to get that set back. And I still, I just, I love that set so much. It's the red helicopter especially is super lovely. The one that goes on the back, the arse bot. Yeah. Not red arse. <laughs> it's got a red arse. There you go. Yeah, it's beautiful. Absolutely. I, I love it as well. I do think it's, a, it's again, it's a good example of like another repaint they've squeezed out of this already gorgeous toy that looks fantastic in its original Autobot colours incredible in the reissue Decepticon colors mm-hmm. and then yet and the white version as well you know the chase version and then yet the superior version feels entirely different so what else you know what else can you ask for realistically it's just they keep pumping it out in different color schemes and I'm I love it yeah I wish we did get more you were saying that the you know you can understand why the reissue is the way to go but I also really understand why the vintage appeals I mean those gift set boxes and that artwork, I mean, ideally what you'd do is you'd get an empty gift set box because those are easy and you'd put the reissue colors in and you just have this gorgeous display of like red six train, black six turbo in a vintage box. I really don't want to talk myself into this. <laughs> and yet. Hmm. Anyway, names. 
There were some pretty interesting names on the Hasbro releases of these. And the Universe ones, right? Yeah, yes. Universe Energon. Wow. Yeah, I, uh, the one that always gets me actually is the Superion one because the names are so close, and actually Defensor as well. The names are so close to um, the original characters, aren't they? Because you on Superion you've got Silverbolt, Fireflight, Skydive, Air Raid, and then Stormjet mm. and and Rotor. Yeah, so Rotor's um, the helicopter guy. Is Stormjet yeah. one of the planes? Like, who did they name the shuttle? What was the shuttle called? Uh, that is a very good question. Uh, yes, the Stormjet is the space shuttle. How funny. Mm. How unfitting. Yeah. Should have called him Galaxy Shuttle, crying out loud. Absolutely, could have done. Stormjet is a weird one to go with. Shuttle or. Shuttle That would be so on brand for the names that they gave these guys. His motto could be, every day I'm shuttling. <laughs> Absolutely could have been, yeah. Indeed. You've missed your calling, you really have. Hasbro, give me a call. If you ever bring Martyrs back. Hasbro are going to hear this and they're going to hire Liam to write well, they like should. Bob, Bob Budiansky style. They're going <laughs> yeah. to gonna hire him to write all the bios. Dozens of notebooks over a weekend. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Do you just hold up with a load of toys yeah. and lots of rum? Oh, oh my God. Alcoholic names. You've just <laughs> described his life. Right. We asked you for toys, but you sent us a cocktail menu. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the the impression of you sat there in a hot tub with a with a rum in hand and a and a, an a unreleased Hasbro toy, just coming up with nicknames and things for them. It'd be brilliant. Bubble or there we go. <laughs> Hasbro, if you're listening, it's a different kind of storm jet. Indeed, the train once had some funny names too. Like one of them was Tankor. Yes, I was going to say Tankor was the one that really got me because obviously it's a name taken from Beast Machines. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because it really works for trains yeah. as well. It's just hilarious. Um, so I think that is a very... Of all the kind of name slaps that we've had in Transformers, <laughs> that's probably one of the most... There's that clever. classic name for a toy again, name slap. Love that. Name slap. It, it's definitely definitely one of the cleverest. And robots in disguise names too. Midnight Express, yeah. Rail Racer, Rail Spike, Rapid Run. And it? then Swindle, randomly. What? Yeah, one of them is called Swindle. Nonsense! Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, could have been Astro Train, you know. Yeah, well, it could have been, but it's not. Could have been Edward, Henry, James, yeah, Phil, Thomas, Dave, Steve, Thomas and Trucks. We've had a third party Thomas, haven't we? Yeah. But more, more train bots, never a bad thing. Yeah, they could have named him after Thomas the Tank Engine trains. Percy, Gordon, James, Toby. I thought you were doing your Patreon rundown. <laughs> Yeah, the other thing that got me about the um, the Defense Force set is that, uh, well, clearly Hasbro had lost a trademark at that point because it's Autobot Groove, mm-hmm. uh, which is always the sign, isn't it? Just slap the name Autobot in front of it and you're fine. Is it not that they can't use certain nouns like jazz? Like it's not an obvious Transformer name. It's a thing. I think you may be right, Hasbro. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so much just a loss of trademark. Right. Just that, yeah, Same with can't. tracks and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Uh, although, uh, what's interesting here is that uh, in the Protector Bots, uh, it's kind of the same deal where you've got four of the classic names, Groove, First Aid, Hotspot, and Streetwise, no Blades, mm-hmm. uh, but then you've got Prowl and Red Alert, so honorary oh, Protector Bots in this case. Yeah. I guess they took the logic of there's no helicopter in this set, so no Blades. But then they could have bizarrely had Blades in the Superion set, but they yeah. called him Rotor. Right. And that would have been kind of fun, actually, to make that Blades, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, because he's a Decepticon, one of the Combaticons in Robots in Disguise, Rotor, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, why on earth yeah. didn't they call the shuttle Movor then? Right, that's true. Yeah, Stormjet. Yeah. And Stormjet actually is a R.I.D. name, isn't it? It's the the name that they used on um, the Jetstorm repaint. Because mm-hmm. it was, yeah, because I remember it was Jetstorm and they turned it into Stormjet. Yeah. Not Galactic Stormjet. Could have put anything in front of the storm. Right. Indeed. Yeah, just make it a bit more shuttly. Might as well just call him Storm Surge. And that's all I know. Yeah, very true. I still think Shuttle or is the best suggestion yeah. I've heard yeah, so right. far. It's actually pretty good. And then it's a similar story with the constructor concept because you've got Scavenger, Bone Crusher, and Long Haul. Uh, and then the others are Quick Mix. Jeez. Random. Hightower and Buckethead. <laughs> Buckethead's great. <laughs> from from Guns N' Roses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yes, it is from Guns N' Roses, isn't it? Yeah, maybe that's the reference. So what is your favourite name out of all of the Takara and Hasbro ones? One's got to stand out for you of all the names. I mean, if Discharge doesn't stand out for you, then... <laughs> what? What? That's definitely got, like, Italian G2 Inferno energy there that you would call yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's 100% the one that I very often... Don't say very often think of. That's not what I wanted to say at all. But if you ask me any of the names, if you ask me what's the name of one of the Micromaster six combiners, Discharge would be pretty up there. Wasn't one of the trains female as well? Wasn't Windy female as well in the Japanese six train set? You just reminded me of that. Anyway, Liam, what, what name stood out for you? I can't not be Diego. Yeah, it's got to be. It's the Maradona thing. It just had a little 10 on the side. You know, like they sometimes have like D10, you know, the yeah, yeah. like Destron numbers. If they'd call that D10, it'd be perfect. I also like Alan for obvious reasons. Alan was what I was going to go for. <laughs> yeah. Alan is absolute perfection, honestly. So I just checked and you are right. Windy is a female. Thought so. Yeah. Female character. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So, which is cool, isn't it? That's good. It is cool, actually. I, I wish they'd do more of that, actually, where they're just like, no, don't need to explain it don't need to kind of have a logic for it just this character is female mm-hmm. fine get on board I guess Ow. all right well these guys and girls are actually toys that we've spoken about numerous times on this podcast already in the Combiners episode and also the Trainformers mini-sode. But we did really feel that they deserved their own uh, their own episode. Uh, and because we love them and we love the exposure that we can give them. And uh, also they've just been really fun to discuss. But I think that just about wraps up everything we've got to say about them. So moving on to Patreon. Now we've mentioned this at the start, but just a reminder that we do have a Patreon where you can get much more content and we're talking weekly exclusive content. If you go to patreon.com forward slash triple takeover, you can sign up and just say thank you at our first tier, Apologetic Ramp. You can get early access to episodes and vote in episode polls at Man in Pig tier. Or you can uh, go one step higher to our new Inner Beast tier where you have access to our Discord server. Come and join this amazing community that we have. Big shout out to you guys. You've been absolutely brilliant over the mm. last few weeks that we've, we've been running that Discord. Mm. Uh, again, you get all the benefits we've already mentioned, and also you can ask a question on the pod that we and we've got one today. Six size butlers, cheaper than before, and more than before. So you get more for less. You can commission a mini sode. You choose the topic out of a list, or if you can't have a really good topic that we want to cover, you get to listen to everyone else's mini sodes as well every two weeks. And there's the Discord server. And then finally, we have our gold box classics, our top tier now. We get fortnightly mini series like 60 reads IDW more than meets the eye or I collect Unicron trilogy toys 
and also you get a free piece of merch for signing up and all of the other perks as well. You will literally have us in your ears every week with exclusive content, in addition to the regular episodes that we have. It's no brainer. Imagine. You also get a shout out on the show. But before we do the shout outs, uh, we are going to take a Patreon question. So this is a question from Alec Mir, who has asked us, before Dreamwave and More Than Meets the Eye addressed the issue, who or what did you lot believe the white Optimus in a robot in Ultra Magnus to be? I mean, without question, it's the armor-coated, uh, hate-plague-resistant Optimus from Return of Optimus Prime, isn't it? That's what I always thought of it was. Yeah, same. Hate-plague Optimus Prime. That's what I thought, yeah. I thought it was. Oh, so it was not like uh, Butler Gloves Optimus Prime for you? Well, for me personally, no. I mean, you know, the the Butler thing uh, <laughs> was more of a recent revelation. But uh, yeah, no, I remember watching that. I had it on VHS as a, as a kid and um, remember watching it. And, and as soon as I saw Ultra Magnus, the toy, I was like, oh, that's clearly a reference to that. Um, I think even as a kid, that's just what I assumed it was. And uh, I don't know, I think it was really with the Masterpiece MP2 that I started to kind of associate it more as like, that's not what it is. Um, so it's just been synonymous with that episode for the longest time for me. Not so much now, but certainly at the time, yeah. Uh, for me, it's always been the opportunity to own the Optimus Prime cab, but as Ultra Magnus, because I, I didn't see Return of Optimus Prime until uh, collecting as an 18, 19-year-old. So for me as a kid, it was always... Ultra Magnus, but hey, it can sort of be Optimus Prime because I never had Optimus Prime, but it was just Magnus's inner guy. So I hope that answers your question, Alec. And as I mentioned, if you are a Sixos Butler or a Gold Box Classic, you get a shout out on the show. This list has grown very, very long. <laughs> so from the top, our Butlers and our Classics, big thank you for supporting us too. Nick, Danny Roberts, Andy Preston, Chris, Spiderfather, Adam Shoemaker, Matt, Stephen Perkins, Bad Savage, Justin Massaro, Dave Davenport, Geo Kaiser, Yusuf, John Pearl, Troy, Anthony Carls, Alec Mick, Captain R.A., Phil G, Jack Pelletier, Roger Storm, Stuart Webb, Amar, Laser Zabik, Puma the Hunter, Vegemite Mike, Peter Hamerson, Shenry, Chris Norris, Jesse Moreno, Jackson Arwood, Yip, MK Tronic, Nexus, Jim Owen, Aaron Swoboda, TF Starfire, Billy Gator, Andy Gold, Cold Squall, Simon Elvin, Joshua's Misha Kid, Michael Cagle, Cracktastic Plastic, Damber Stacey, Jeffrey Freak, Nice Sideburns, Andy, and they are nice Sideburns, Inbound Lee, John Wood, Kyler Wilmoth, Tim Banerjee, Campbell, Ben Lewis, Shinsei, Lucas Henkel, Mollus Koenig, Malcolm Hobbs, CNC, Rick56, Will Bates, Mythic Gear, Zach Lawson, Jason Murray, David Shepard, Esteem, Duggatron, Quick Mix, Josh Bell, Ashpolt, Zindios, Christian Hyatt, Mark Alley, Andrew Bentley, Graham Moffat, Connor C, and some new supporters. Thank you guys to Dire Brave Sid, Burt Perotta, Uncrasomatic Boar, Juan Carpintero, Eric Hoyt, Bobby P, Michael Loyacono, and the Mapes Brothers, who you might recognize. What a list. What a list. It's an amazing list. It is worth just saying that we are so appreciative for everybody that's come on board with Patreon. You know, whether that's recently with Goldbox Classics or, yeah, but the people that have stuck around since the beginning and everything in between, just absolutely incredible. And this last month, watching the, the just the, the sheer deluge of new people signing up yeah. has just been mind-blowing, honestly mind-blowing. I've been blown away by it. And remember, if you've heard your name on that list, you have a Discord invite in your private message box on Patreon. So check that. And you also have the right to request the mini-sode. And a bunch of you haven't. So get in there, check your private messages on Patreon, request the mini-sode, join up to the Discord, submit a question to be answered on the pod. You have earned that right. 
And it's worth me mentioning that, as ever, we are sponsored by the wonderful TF Source. So do check them out at tfsource.com for all your Transformers and third-party needs. And we've got our new second sponsor, that is kapowtoys.co.uk. We're very excited to have them on board as well. Thank you very much to Andy and the team. And check them out, kapowtoys.co.uk. That's his podcast voice. Did you notice? It was my podcast voice. Did you hear that? I was really doing the old uh, radio jingle voice there for a second. And like I said at the start, if you do would like to wear some cool merch or, you know, get some coasters or any of the many, many things Redbubble will put our logo on, you can head to redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at triple takeover or one word on Facebook and at triple underscore takeover on Instagram and Twitter. Maz, where can they find you? At TF Square One on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm at 60TF on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Patreon. And I'm at Toybox Soapbox, anywhere there's an app. Just like Hasbro, we've taken these legendary Takara sets and separated them out for maximum profit and hopefully painted them in a tasteful new light. Until next time. That's the ass.